Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pakistan Cricket Podcast. So today I'm just going to go over the the two games that have happened, Pakistan versus Namibia and Pakistan versus Scotland. I'm not really going to go too deep into the game because Pakistan won them and it was pretty pretty easy win. So I'm not going to go too detailed about the games, but, I'd, but, I've, but we've learned something from those two games. So that's truly what I'm going to cover. And then I'm going to preview the Pakistan semifinal against Australia. Which looks, uh, which looks really uh, looks like it's going to be a really tasty, uh, tasty semifinals. All right, first let's start off with the two games. So, like within the two games, who's the MVP of those two games? It has to be Babar Azam for us because he got two fifties in both of those games, and we batted first, and that and we had a score that was beyond the teams that we were uh, playing against. So Barber really showed up, and I and I really like that. But I w- I also want to give a shout out to both Hafiz and Shoaib Malik. They both showed what they're capable of when they're hitting and they're on song. Like Hafiz in the game against Namibia, wow, he really killed it. And then he was able to keep that form against Scotland and give us a quick fire thirty. And then Shoaib Malik with the tied fastest fifty of the tournament against Scotland was just the icing on the cake. When he when he when he came in in that game, I thought they should have brought Asif Ali because of the destructive power of Asif Ali. But shout out to the coaching staff because Shoaib was the perfect dude for that situation. And Scotland did this interesting thing where they, unlike any other team, they they actually used the spinners at the end. And I've never I haven't seen a team do that. Even if the team has like a Rashid Khan type spinner. They don't do that, right? Because it's easier to hit spin at the end. I don't know why, but I feel like it is, especially with like one side usually being a shorter boundary than the other. And Shoaib Malik is the perfect guy to do that because he plays spin so well. And so he took advantage of that and he made such a fast 50 that it was so good to watch. And obviously it took our score like 20 or 30 more than we could have possibly imagined. So I want to shout them out, even though Babar was our best player the two games and and so like now beyond mvp who was like the bowler that i like the most i i have to say i really like watching shadab he uh, he showed a real control and was able to get wickets and another thing that was great was hassan ali coming into form finally especially in that last game where he was able to keep the run rate down and still grab a wicket as well so that's what great. And then the batters, I, I said, uh, for me, it's Shoaib and Hafiz. Just seeing them in good form really, like, strengthens our team. And so that's great. So overall, for Pakistan, I would give them, like, an 8 out of 10. And even though we won easily, there were just, like, some uh, some things that caught my eye about problems that could happen in the future. So, like, in both games, we batted first, which I like. And and it was done just to challenge ourselves because we know that we might come up with that in the semifinals and we don't want to be surprised. And that that was my thinking going into these games and I wanted us to bat first. Uh, also, I think we won all of our tosses, which is nuts. So hopefully that continues and then we get to bowl first against Australia because we were much stronger bowling first. But yeah, uh, we chose to bat first in both games and I like the test of that. I wanted us to try out Heather early, but I understand sticking with the team that we have just so that it for continuity's sake. Now, the only thing is no one has won a, a tournament without losing a game. 
and we can't lose a game now because we've won all of our games and all that's left is the semifinals and finals. So we're about to make history here if we win this. Hopefully we can. Um, and that's why I, uh, in the two games, I would prefer our, uh, I would say our batting has been better than our bowling because we've been able to set up the scores, but we haven't been able to bowl out either of these teams. And they're supposedly weaker teams since they're the associate nations. And our bowling was not able to bowl them out. So that's a bit of a concern, even though we were able to keep the run, uh, their their runs down, but against like a better batting lineup, not taking the wickets could be a problem towards the end, especially. Um, but even in our batting, it wasn't perfect, right? Uh, against Scotland, the first four overs were so slow, and I'm pretty sure it was the same against them. Like, we were so slow in the first four to six overs in the power play. We are, we are so slow, and and we leave. We put so much pressure on our on our at the end of our batting, especially when we we're batting first. Even no, even when we were chasing, like we put so much pressure at the end to like make all the runs and we've come through in all the games granted but i feel like that's putting too much pressure always at the end and against a better team with a better death bowling at the end like australia do have that it could be a problem if we're batting first especially because we leave too much for the end barber and rizwan need to um need to figure a way to like get our run rate up in the first five to six overs especially against Australia, we're going to need that. They have a strong opening batting too, and if they go off, then no target is too big for them, right? So I like that. I, I like also what Hafiz said in the press conference for like against Namibia especially. He said they wanted to test ourselves. They wanted to test themselves. That's why they chose to bat first. So they also believed that they could win batting first, but they also wanted to test themselves, which is a good way to look at this, especially winning the big three games. Um. And so, like, granted that I just mentioned that Barber and Rizwan are slow, I still do like them as an opening combination because they, they fight through. They never just give their wickets really cheaply. They always make they, – they might take some risk, especially Rizwan, but it's always a calculated risk. Most of the times it pays off. But they always complement each other well because both of them are never struggling. It's always one struggling or – uh, at max, it's always only one of them struggling. And then the other one will be able to keep up the run rate and just like help the other person see it through by getting those quick singles and helping that the, whichever one is out of form get back into form. Obviously, Barber is the more important one. I feel like he provides more stability. Even though Rizwan has been the better 2020 player this year, he scored the most runs ever in a calendar year for T20 cricket internationals. So that's he's created a record, but I still feel... Bobber is better as the one that goes through because because he's able to soak in that pressure better and he takes less risky shots compared to Rizwan, who's more of a risk taker. Even though he doesn't like set it ablaze, he just takes some like risk doing sweeps and moving around on the crease. So that's why they just complement each other well because one is able to soak the pressure if the pressure is too much on the other person. Um, yeah, but still. The problem with it is that it can be slow at the beginning, and if our hitters don't hit at the other, at the end of the innings, we could be in trouble. But so far, our hitters have been hitting, which leads me to like the best thing that happened in these two games. So there were a few check boxes that we needed from these few from these games. 
And this is why this is another reason why Pakistan I give Pakistan a high rating in these two games, eight out of ten, because we got a few ticks. We got uh, we got Hassan Ali back in form, uh, being economical and using his variations well. Shadab Khan continuing to bowl strong, and then and then we got Hafiz in form with his two innings, quick fire innings, and then we got Shuaib Malik in form with his fifty, and and Fakhr was already in form earlier, and Mohammad Rizwan and Babar Azam are our best players, so they're also in form. So now these two games have and Asif Ali, obviously. He was our stone cold killer for against New Zealand and Afghanistan, our games against those two teams. So it just seems that our team is getting together at the right time. And now everyone is in form. So and and in our batting, which is usually our weakness, but our whole batting lineup has had at least one good innings. Most of them two. And this can take us with great confidence into that game against Australia, which hopefully is uh, hopefully goes our way. Because I don't want 2010, uh, 2010 uh, T20 World Cup thing happening again, where we lose to them in the semifinals. We, I think, should be the favorites. Although Australia are coming into this in form, and that was one of the interesting things, is because we essentially got to decide our own fate because it was already decided the two teams that were going to be in the semifinals was going to be Pakistan and New Zealand before Pakistan's game against Scotland. And so if Pakistan won the game, then they would be the top of the group. If Pakistan lost the game, they would be at the bottom of the group. I mean, the, uh, they would be the second team, not the first team. So uh, so we got to decide whether we played England or Australia. If we won, we played Australia. If we lost, we played England. And now, just like my predictions before, I predicted that England would be the better team and Australia would be second. And But I was wrong on this side because I thought India would make it, but they played terribly against New Zealand. And now they played great at the end, but it's over. It was already over because New Zealand beat Afghanistan. Anyway, so I was wrong on that. But I was right on the other side, England and Australia. But I thought England was the stronger team. And they are according to the group rankings, but They've got some injuries now. They got their bowler, Tyrone Mills, got injured, and Jason Roy is out as well. They're opening. So now I don't know. I don't even know if England is the stronger team compared to Australia. So it was pretty interesting to see that Pakistan did not care about trying to face the team that is slightly injured in England. And we just played our best cricket and just, you know, played the game in front of us and didn't try to manipulate the thing. And I think that that helps because you don't want to. I know this is cheap, but you don't want to test the gods, the cricketing gods, you know, test them because a big part of sports is luck. You hit a shot, it doesn't go in the middle, but it finds the open field instead of going straight to the fielder. So a big part of it is luck and you don't want to anger that luck by trying to cheat the game, you know, cheapening it, play to your fullest strength and whatever happens, happens. And we're both, we're fully capable of beating both teams. So it doesn't really matter in the end. Um, so yeah, uh, based on if, as long as you've been following this, you know, and based on what I've said, we're going to face Australia. So uh, let's go a little bit into Australia and see how they stack up against Pakistan. So, so um, they are uh, they are uh, they are a pretty good team that is rounding up into form. Like they have great bowling, Mitchell Stark great opening and Josh Hazelwood and Pat Cummins are all great 
And then Zampa has been a revolutionary spinner for them in this tournament. But their problem is their fifth bowler. It's either Glenn Maxwell or Mitchell Marsh. And that's something that we should look to exploit. Those that, That's the bowler. Those two combined that need to go for like 10 to 14 runs and over just to get our run rate a little bit up. But they do have great bowling and we're going to need to survive their opening burst. Especially Mitchell Stark was a great opening bowler. And then moving on to their batting. Their batting is really top heavy. And that's a weakness that we are perfectly capable of exploiting because Shaheen Shah is one of the few people to get wickets early. A few bowlers that consistently gets wickets early in the, the game. And he hasn't gotten them for the past two games. So it's about time that he does again. And he's going to be really raring to go against this Australian team. Because I felt like his, his firepower was a little less controlled. Maybe that's because there's less swing when you bat second, a uh, bolt second, because he hasn't got a chance to bowl first yet. So hopefully we win and continue our streak of winning tosses and bowl first. But their batting is top heavy. So if we can, based on all of their games, the only people that are really in form is Warner, Finch, and Mitch Marsh. So as long as we get two of them out real early or pretty quickly, then we'll put them in a really uncomfortable position because Steve Smith is the next main dude for them, but he's not based on what I've seen from his stats. He's not capable of like hitting it really hard and really quickly. He's not capable of making runs really quickly. He's more like a run a ball to maybe like 120 strike rate max. And so he doesn't put fear into me as compared to like someone of like David Warner going off. And so an early strike is going to be important and we're perfectly capable capable of it. And if we get into their middle order to late order, then it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting because they haven't been informed. Glenn Maxwell, who's one of their best batsmen in T20 cricket is not in form. That's the complete opposite of our team, right? Like I mentioned before, Hafiz and Shoaib Malik both had a really powerful innings that, that got them into form and Fakhr Zaman is the same and same thing with our openers. So everyone has made runs on our team and that's why we look good going into this. Whereas Australia is really top heavy. I don't even think they have their batting order, right? Cause Steve Smith to me is either an opener or he doesn't fit cause he doesn't play hard. Enough. It's the same problem that Pakistan had before Rizwan was an opener because he used to come down the order and he wasn't strong enough or like he didn't hit quick enough to be there that guy at the end to accelerate the innings like to like an Asif Ali or Shoaib Malik now level, you know? And so the move for him to become an opener was so important for our team to gain stability and to gain like a, a plan on how we go about batting. Because our plan is basically the old school plan in ODIs, which is uh, conserve wickets and then go crazy at the end. <laughs> and it seems like we have the batting line to do it because Hafiz, Shoaib Malik and Asif Ali are all showing that they are so capable of of increasing a score projection from by 20 to 30 runs. And so I do think that we are favorites going into it because we have a more balanced and informed side. But Australia is showing signs of like life. It, they had to, in order to even make it to the tournament, they had to like kill Bangladesh, which they did. And they also beat West Indies pretty handily. And every other team besides England. So it's going to be a tough matchup. And Australia, there's something about 
Australia that there's like an aura about them. It's like it's like the Raptors against LeBron, you know, where I guess Pakistan had that against India too, but like they just feel like they've always been the better team, at least as long as I've been watching. They've like really been the better team and they always like consistently win and they just know how to win. But going into this game, we are the favorites against them. And I thought that was the case in 2010 as well when we lost to them. So I don't know how much that helps us because we are better when we're the underdogs rather than being the ones that are that have expectations on them. But this group has shown a determination, a focus, and an energy that I haven't seen in a while. And I don't know if it's the coaching staff or it's Bob Razum fully coming into his own as a captain. I don't know, but I like it. I like it. And I feel like Matthew Hayden has has added some sort of instinct into our team, that Australian killer instinct. And and it's paying dividends. Even Werner Philander, Harasrof has been a revelation this tournament. And now Hassan Ali is back into form as well. So we are, I think, peaking at the right time heading into heading into the the semifinals. All the question marks that we had have been answered with these last two games. And it's great to have that have that safety net of playing the because we had beaten all the stronger teams, so the playing the weaker teams like there was less pressure and so it maybe it helped free up it just freed up an opportunity to to go test us batting first, right? Whereas if we had lost one of the two games, I don't know if we would have risked experimenting like that and then we could have been caught off guard if in the semifinals but now that we batted first in these last two games that we played we are ready to go like we we are more prepared than we could be and this is the best preparation we have now whatever happens happens you know that's the beauty of sports anything can happen we could go there and just get all out for like 100 with all these people in form and all of the stuff that i've said here but but it's looking really good, and I am really excited to see how it, how it all plan works out. This is just a Pakistan team that I've never seen before, where they're clinical. It feels like we are Australia, and Australia is Pakistan because they've been up and down and been re- and they haven't really had a steady hand throughout. Just the top has been really good. It feels like a Pakistan problem, but. Not this tournament. Uh, both games, we scored 189. And again, so that's, this is, that's if we, and that could be a problem if Shreb Malik Hafiz and Asif Ali don't fire at the end. Let's put a lot of pressure on them to fire at the end. So what I hope you're able to do is at least maintain a run rate of seven within the first power play. We haven't been able to do that against supposedly weaker bowling lineups, so hopefully we are capable of doing that when we're batting first. Because we need to be around, we we need to be at least seventy by ten overs. Better if it's eighty, but seventy will do, and then we can make hopefully one hundred twenty and get closer than one ninety figure, or or get close to one eighty, something like that. Because we will need at least 180, 190 if we're batting first. Because Australia, especially with their top, their top heavy lineup, so we need to put them under pressure to have to score from the beginning, 
and that is the best chance to get them out is early on when they're not fully set and they still have to try to hit. But hopefully we don't have to even bat first because I feel like I'm so comfortable with us chasing. We are so comfortable chasing. And Barbara Azam and Rizwan know how to manipulate the field so well that when chasing, they'll be able to calculate how much at what pace they need to go and how fast they need to go and what. Yeah. But if we do bad first, the thing that could help us is if we look, hopefully we do a deep dive into analytics because by now there's been so many games at each stadium that we should be able to figure out what is a par score. And that way we are, we're not overextending ourselves trying to get something, trying to get like 220 and then ending up only at 120, right? Because we tried to get something that was so far out of our reach. And it's scary to say this, but... I, I believe in our batting lineup, and that's a scary thing to say because Pakistan batting lineups have burned us so much that it's it's hard to say it with confidence. But like I believe in it, it's a crazy thing. But I believe in it, and I believe in it right now. But when when game day starts, I'm going to be nervous, especially if we're batting first. Like my heart is going to be out of my chest. So Sherry is the type of team that just finds a way to win, especially in these type of tournaments. But they've actually never won a T20 tournament, so they might be even extra motivated. But Pakistan also have a chip on their shoulder from all the stuff that's been happening. You know, all the tours that were canceled before. So I, I just like the energy we brought into this tournament, and we deserve our tag as favorites along with England. And England might not be favorites anymore because they got injured, right? So, like, I think firmly we are the favorites. And I, I think if we, this is going to be our toughest challenge. We beat this team, we're gonna win the finals. So I'm predicting we beat this, we beat Australia, and then we're gonna win in the finals. That is my prediction for uh, for Pakistan for the rest of this World Cup. We are going to beat Australia. It's gonna be it's gonna be, I think, a very close game. If we bat first, I think we're gonna win by like ten runs, and if we Bowl first, we're going to win by like four wickets and then about an over to spare. Something like that. It's going to be really tight. Uh, the one thing that we don't have in form is our lower order. So like beyond Asif Ali, they haven't really had to prove anything. Imad Wasim, Shadab, and Hassan Ali, they haven't really batted at all. They're capable batsmen. So hopefully we won't need them. But if we do, it's going to be nerve-wracking to watch that if it comes down to them because I haven't seen them this whole tournament bat. And so it's going to be so scary. I mean, Mad was here I saw once, but like that wasn't really much. So we don't know. But yeah, this is shaping up to be a great... And then on the other side, you got England and New Zealand, right? A rematch of the World Cup final. There's going to be so much baggage in that game i think new zealand i think new zealand's gonna win i think new zealand really want to win they want to exercise the demons what a run by new zealand eh? they made the odi finals they're they're in the t20 semifinals at least at the, the lowest that they're going to go and then they won the test championship they're like a f side that's on fire in all for all three tournament all three forms of the game and i think they're going to win against england because england is just really hurt they already were missing Ben Stokes and Jofra Archer heading into the tournament, and now they lost Tyler Mills and they lost Jason Roy. That's huge. 
that is huge. And James Vincent, who they called back, I don't know if he's good enough. So, like, I think New Zealand is going to actually win it, and then it's going to be Pakistan versus New Zealand again in the final, and then who knows what's going to happen. But I like both people. Like, New Zealand is a very nice team, and they're hard to hate. And so it's going to be a great great finals because it's going to be Pakistan versus New Zealand. We're not, we're not, we're not doing that Australia, New Zealand rivalry crap. Nope. That ain't happening. We're going to beat Australia. And that's that. Uh, but one thing I'll say is like Barbara's captaincy has also been pretty good. So that's another thing that's improved throughout this tournament. It's just weird that we haven't been able to get out those two teams. It's like we got comfortable and didn't try to really take the wickets. We were just comfortable winning, which is which I understand because we won by like 60 runs against Scotland and like 30, 40 or something against Namibia. So we still did the job. But like I want us to be taking wickets in wicket-taking form because it's going to be important to take wickets against Australia. Their batsmen are way more talented in hitting, so just keeping the runs down will not work because they're going to be capable of getting a boundary and over. So if you, like, keep the runs down for five balls, they'll be able to, they might be able to hit it off the last ball, and then that ruins the over. Whereas if you go try to get wickets, that definitely slows them down. And it's so important with a team that's top-heavy to do that. Because once they get in form, like, it's, it's hard to stop, especially someone like David Warner. So, yeah, this is going to be a tough game, both – have similar strengths in our bowling and a really strong top both teams have. Hopefully that Matthew Hayden confidence rubs off on us and we come in cool, calm, and ready to destroy it, just like we did in the 2017 Champions Trophy. And we look like that. We don't We don't look. The moment has never been too big for us. Every time it looked like it was slipping away, someone calm comes in and destroys it, like, like Asif Ali against New Zealand and Afghanistan, or the way this Baba Azam has played throughout this whole tournament, just like he looks cool and calm, even when he's not in form. And he looks frustrated out there. He's still able to fight through and then flourish at the end because that's they, they know that their capabilities and abilities. And Rizwan, man, some of the sixes Rizwan's hit so good. Like, there's like a flick off of his, off of his leg while bent down and it goes for six. They're capable of going faster, Barber and Rizwan, than they have against Scotland and Namibia at the beginning. And hopefully they they do it, especially if we bat first. Batting second, it's a completely different game, right? I'm just more concerned about batting first for Pakistan than batting second. Batting second, I have more faith than us batting first because I don't know if we can continue to put up totals of 189. I feel like against Australia, they would have kept us down to at least 160. And that would have been way harder to defend. Especially with Dew and all that stuff that could come in, especially because spinners are an important part of our middle phase in the game. And to be honest, I think most of these games are won in that middle phase because cause even if you have a bad beginning, if you have a strong middle phase, then you'll be able to overcome it at the end. And so I know most teams that lose three because in the power play don't tend to win, but but I do think the middle phase is more important in setting up a total because if you go fast in that and just aren't don't let the bowling control you, then it sets you up for an even greater end. 
And so that's going to be really important. And that's why our spinners are going to be really important. And that's why I hope we bowl first so that there's no dew. And if we bowl first and are able to keep Australia down to 150, 160, ooh, that's so doable. With our batting lineup, it's so doable. That's what it's going to come down to. And I can't wait. And then I'll have, I'm obviously going to put out my next podcast after the Australia game which is on Thursday, so look for it on, on the Thursday or Friday. And hopefully I'll be talking to you about a Pakistan win, but that is my prediction. Pakistan winning, but it will be a close game, but Pakistan will win, and we'll face New Zealand in the finals. And until then, I will see you all later. Have a good night, get some rest, and get ready to watch Pakistan beat Australia.